Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. Welcome, everybody, to the Young Adult Podcast. We're glad to have you here. I will be your host today, Milana Bakken, filling in for Connor Grimm this week because we're going to do something a little different this week on the podcast, and we're going to be having a whole podcast dedicated just to the ladies. So, girls, if you're listening, this one is for you. And in the studio today, we have... Connor Grimm's beautiful, amazing, brilliant wife, Erin Grimm, joining us in the studio. Erin, say hi to everybody. Hey, I'm glad to be here. This is fun. I tried to push the uh, applause button, but I realized that Connor's always the one that pushes the button, <laughs> and I actually don't know which one is the, the applause button. If you're in your car and you're listening to this, just clap for us. <laughs> just give Aaron a little bit of a round of applause. Maybe I can edit that in post. <laughs> Connor pushes the buttons pretty regularly, though. I don't actually know which one's which. Um, you and Connor have been married for how long? We will be married this summer for six years. Six years. That's incredible. And you guys met at church. Yeah, so we met at church. Um, we kind of, so I, I hit on Connor first at church. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> um, we met at church. Our friend groups kind of collided. And then we actually started, like, talking, showing interest at the Young Doll Retreat. Ooh, hear that? Ladies and gentlemen, you could meet your future spouse at the Young Adult Retreat. You get lodging, food, <laughs> spiritual guidance, and a spouse. Yeah, that's, we can't promise that, but hey, we've we've seen it happen. Aaron and Connor are success for that. Okay, this is one of my favorite stories, and I want you to tell our listeners about you and Connor's first date story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we, like I said, our friend groups kind of collided naturally, so we were like hanging out. I, we kind of were like, I think I like him. He's kind of like, I think I like her. But nothing had been, like, firmly established. Okay, okay, this is just group setting. But then he does the ask, like, the first date okay. ask. I want to, like, I want to take you on a date. But he said, I want to make you dinner, which I thought Ooh. was, like, really sweet and different. I had never had a guy be like, I want to make you dinner. So in my mind... Well, sorry, let me back up. I want to make you dinner. What do you like? Like, what would you, what kind of food do you like? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, I thought he was just trying to be, like, I don't know, romantic, and I didn't think he actually, like, knew how to cook. <laughs> and so I was like, I like all kinds of food. Like, whatever you make is fine. He was like, no, like, what? what is, like, one of your, like, favorite foods? And so I was like, <laughs> okay, no lie. One of my favorite foods is a chili cheese hot dog. <laughs> Okay, shout out to DQ for supplying me chili cheese hot dogs since how long? Nineteen ninety two, since I was born. Just pounding um, chili cheese. I just, I, guys, honestly, chili cheese hot dogs are so good. I know it's an embarrassing to tell people thing, but I, I love them. So, anyways, I said, okay, I'll, I'll like make it easy on him. I'll tell him yeah. I, I like chili cheese hot dogs. And right. So for our first date. He had me over to his apartment. It was a candlelit dinner with chili cheese hot dogs. 
romantic just <laughs> chili cheese dog. I wonder, imagine like eating a chili cheese dog on your first well, how day. Do you, how do you look cute eating no. a chili cheese hot dog? I don't think it's possible. You don't. You don't. You set yourself up for, for that. Oh, one. let me share this too. I, I won't go into this whole story, but when he proposed and had like a whole setup and I like had pieced together, oh my gosh, this is happening. There were chili cheese hot dogs there Aww. as like a little nod to the past. Which was cute, but in my mind, I was like, wait, is the ring in my chili cheese hot dog? <laughs> like, this has gone too far. It wasn't. Oh, Just so you know, missed opportunity. <laughs> I was like, I can't, like, swallow. Milana talked about diamonds the other night at Young Adults, and I'm like, I can't swallow my ring. It wasn't in there. But. That's amazing. Chili cheese dogs. Do you guys have them still? At all, ever. I do. I just crushed one from Sonic the other day. <laughs> we do every now and again, yes. That's amazing. I love that. You'll have to, that'll be like amazing to tell your kids anytime you guys have chili cheese dogs one night. I feel like, you know, a true relationship was founded on. <laughs> That's my favorite. Now you get like five star, five course meals from Connor. Now yeah, you know. Connor's a foodie, so he actually can cook. Little do I know he cooks all of our food. He loves to like prepare high end. Like he just loves it all and he's amazing at it. So <laughs> could have done more than a chili cheese <laughs> You've unlocked his full potential now. <laughs> I love that. Oh, it's too good. Well, you guys, we are just coming off of our live podcast event. It was the last podcast we released where we had a little relationship Q&A with Ryan Weckerman and Emily Franklin from our Austin campus. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen. It's so good. It's longer. We answer a ton of your guys' questions that y'all sent in, and we we go there on some questions. So definitely if you um, submitted a question or you're just curious, definitely go listen to that. It was incredible. But we're continuing our sort of relationship-themed little mini-series on the podcast here. Um, But we wanted to do one that was just sort of for the girls. And I thought, who better to bring in than the pastor's wife himself, Miss Erin Grimm. And Erin Grimm, actually, she can tell you a little bit more, but she actually, she's on staff at Red Rocks as well. She does operations, right? And not volunteers, operations for our Lakewood campus where we have, um, same campus where we have young adults. So you can see her every Thursday she's here come say hi to her um but she's incredible she uh went to school has a theology degree a lot of people don't know that about you yeah she's a smarty and I thought who better to have on a relationship podcast from the female's perspective than Erin Grimm herself um and we wanted to just talk more a little bit from a girl's perspective because I think sometimes hearing so much about relationships there are maybe some questions that from a girl's side that maybe don't get answered or don't get talked about and you just maybe have to piece some things together on your own so I'm excited um we're gonna jump in here I got one question and I think we we've talked about this idea sort of before but I want to ask you Aaron today in 2022 being in Denver or wherever you guys might be listening to this from what do you feel like are some of the biggest pressures that surround dating for a 20-something girl who is trying to date, honor Christ, follow Christ, but also maybe find that person that they want to spend the rest of their life with. What do you think some of like the bigger, biggest pressures that surround that for a female specifically? Yeah, that's great because I feel like a 
we hear a lot from like the fellas about like this is how you date and this is what you do but yeah I almost feel like it can be two extremes when you mm-hmm. are a, a Christian you're a female and you're following Jesus I almost feel like there's two extreme pressures one of the extremes is like I'm looking for a perfect guy yeah like, he has to be perfect right. um, which just doesn't exist um mm-hmm. Or, like, like, the idea that, like, God's going to, like, split the sky and, like, come and whisper in my ear, like, this is your husband. Right. Husband. Like, so that is, like, an extreme. Like, well, if God hasn't told me, like, this is my husband, then, like, I don't know if it is. Right. So that's, like, on one end of the spectrum, uh, which I feel like adds so much pressure to dating marriage relationships on the guy that like mm-hmm. was never intent no human was ever meant to like shoulder perfection we just can't right that's why we need Jesus mm-hmm. um Milana gave a great message last week about like these are the characteristics to look for in a guy um but like ultimately Jesus fulfills all of those yeah and so like if you're looking for the perfect guy who's never gonna upset you and is right. always gonna say the right thing and doesn't struggle with some sort of sin or whatever like that's just not you're you're never gonna find someone right because that's not realistic but then on the other end of the spectrum I feel like there's this pressure of like well I just want to get married and he's a good guy right and and he he believes in God Uh and there's like uh and this is where I was like in my early 20s I was dating a good guy yeah um that believed in God, but mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily like wanting to pursue Jesus and follow Jesus. And right. so I felt like I was like pulling him along or some people call it like missionary dating. Yes. You yes. called it like a project. basically. Right. Yeah. Um, trying to get them trying to, to where you're at. Yeah. In your faith. Yeah. And it's just like so exhausting. So I feel like as a Christian, those are some of the two extremes. Yeah. Or like I need a perfect guy, or he's a good guy and he'll work if I just right. like put in some work. I and can fix him if I can fix him. Yeah, yeah. Right. I I was in a similar situation. That's funny. Right before I met Jake, and it that I what you say about there being like two sides of it. You can either be like super idealistic and be like God is gonna place like the most godly, perfect, amazing man in my life and it's going to be clear and he's my one and only and it's like I have to marry that person there's one person out there for me which hear me marriage is definitely like when you you're per, when you find your spouse they become the one you know but there's no like one perfect man that you have to like go out and find mm-hmm. and this was God's design for you and that person and only you two like you're going to miss the mark unless you find that one person that God's like waiting for you to find and marry so much pressure yeah that puts it all like on you yeah and it it also sort of takes away the like free will of it of Mm -hmm. like well you can miss god's like call and will for your life which Mm -hmm. isn't true um and i think that's a big thing in the church too is people being like well wait it out for that special someone which like you definitely should wait for someone who is like sold out for jesus and loves the lord and will have those qualities of what a husband should have in a um, in a marriage, but it's not one perfect person, and if you can't find them, you're going to miss out, For you know? Because sure. it's like, Jake is incredible. My husband's wonderful, but, like, I think 
if we hadn't gotten married and I would have married another great Christian man, like, then that (laughs) – sorry, babe, if you're listening to this and you're like, (laughs) what are you saying? But there's no, like, to speak to the part of, like, the one, right? Mm -hmm. Like, God never was like, you have to marry Jake. Otherwise, you're going to miss it, right? Like, it was more so, like – a decision that I was able to make because I could look at Jake and be like, okay, he loves the Lord. He's following the Lord. He has the ability to love me because he understands the love of Christ. And he's like received that himself. And versus the relationship I was in before, it was sort of like that, that dragging along. Um, But that's so good because I think that that is a pressure of being like, you need to find that one perfect person. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, sorry. Well, yeah, and none of our other relationships are like that in life. Like, yeah. our friendship, I have some of the best friends in the world, and we mm-hmm. still, like, hurt one another. Or And hear me when I say, you want somebody sold out for Jesus, yeah. on mission, somebody that you have, all of, all of the qualifying statements. But if you think you're marrying a perfect person and then you get into marriage, you, like, quickly find out, <laughs> oh, like, we're both kind of messed yeah. up. But the beauty is in, like, the commitment of, like, hey, I I know you're following Jesus, wanting to honor Christ, and while at the same time living in the tension that we fall short, yeah. that we see the world differently sometimes. Uh-huh. And um, there's, like, beauty in the commitment, and that that's more, like, pertaining to marriage. But, yeah, um, yeah. so to answer your question. That's great. That's so great. I think— there's also, like, you hear the term so much within church and from pastors and all that of, like, you need to be equally yoked. You need to be, like, on the same path. You need to be at the same – he needs to be at your level. He needs to be able to lead you and all that stuff. And hearing that, whether whatever you feel about that as a girl, whether you want to be led or you feel like you can't find a guy who's maybe at the same level as you, what do you feel like? Because I think it gets a little misconstrued sometimes, like, what it really means to be, like – equally yoked because in your experience and mine like we did have experience of maybe like okay we're not on the same page we're not maybe equally yoked but I think it can get confused sometimes a little bit like there is like this idealistic view of what it really means to be like equally yoked so I don't know if you have anything yeah that's great we've talked a lot about this in our relationship series but I think you just brought up like the best phrase of like on the same page yeah if you will and I think what would be super helpful and super practical is, like, what are big deal breakers for me? Yeah. And what are, like, minor differences? So, for example, Connor and I are two very different people. (laughs) We like different things. We have different personalities. We view the world differently. Like, literally in every way possible, we are different. But in all of the majors, we are on the same page. Yeah. And so some of some of like the major things are like, okay, are you following Jesus? Yeah. Do you submit your life to the word of God? Like, are you on mission with the local church? Yeah. Um, do you value generosity? Like those right. are all major things for mm-hmm. us. And so I feel like we are on the same page. We are equally yoked in the majors. The minors couldn't be more different (laughs) literally and so as you're thinking about like gosh am I equally yoked with this person yeah I think you need to ask yourself like what are the majors yeah and if their majors don't line up with yours right you probably aren't right you're probably not if you like ladies if you feel like you want to be in church 
every single Sunday, every single Thursday, and you uh-huh. constantly have to like invite him or he wouldn't come on Convince his own him, yeah. or come without you. Like you guys probably aren't on the same page. Yeah. Right. You know? Right. And so I would just list like what are your majors? What are your majors in faith? That's so good. And then see, does he have those same ones? Mm-hmm. Or are you trying to make him have those same ones? Right. Because that's where the missionary <laughs> dating that's where the comes missionary in. Dating yeah. comes in where you're like, come on. And if you've ever um carried something that you weren't meant this is this is a rabbit trail but uh shout out to Whitney one of my best friends we travel a lot together and I overpacked uh my bag guys for a weekend (laughs) trip okay so the airlines was like here's this plastic bag that you have to carry all of your other stuff in if you don't want to pay like the extra so I'm cheap and I'm carrying this plastic bag with all of my stuff in it and by the time I got to my gate, I was just like, this is ridiculous. Like, I, at the checkout counter, I was like, I can do this. Like, I can carry it to yeah. the gate. <laughs> um, but by the time I got there, I was like, this is heavy. I feel like I've been dragging this thing yeah. with me. And you don't want to date like that, right. is what I'm saying. Like, right. if you feel like, oh, I can talk to this guy about Jesus. Yeah. And maybe he'll come to church with me or maybe he'll get in the group. And, like, it's not that heavy. No, yeah. you go a year right. in, you go a year in, you make the mistake of getting married to him. You're going to feel like you've been lugging around a yeah. bag and you can't run. You might be able yeah. to walk by the end. You're crying. Right. You want somebody that you can run That's with so on the majors. Um, and so, yeah, I think that would be important, like That's listing so out, listing yeah. it out and being like, what right. what do we need to be on the same page? Right. What's top priority and what are other things that are minors that we can feel differently about and let that be OK? Right. That's so good. You were never meant to carry the weight of like somebody else's faith journey. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's I love what you said about like you're not going to be able to run on it because it's like the scriptures. It's like run the race set out before you and evaluating are you guys on the same track? Like, are you running in the same direction? Because there's going to be times where, like, you're running at different paces, you know, and you're pushing each other, like you're helping each other set the pace for the other. Like, there's times in my faith walk where I feel like I'm in a great place with the Lord and Jake is like, I'm going through something and I'm struggling. And in those moments, we're able to, like, push each other and all that. And, like, so not to say that you guys are always going to be like yeah, you're not neck and all neck. Cylinders yeah. all the time. That's just not life. right. You want someone who like when you are feeling tired and you f- are letting up maybe a little bit, you someone who's running in front of you, like helping you keep that pace and back and forth. What's where it comes in is when like you feel like you are dragging them along in the same direction when they were trying to head a completely mm-hmm. different direction than you. So I love what you said about you're not you're not going to be able to run and that that's God's goal for you is to like run the race out set that's set out before you so so good um okay moving on i want to make sure we cover um a lot more in here um second question this one gets sent in to our instagram a lot i don't think we actually answered this one in the live q and a podcast so wanted to talk about it here, and this one <laughs> might be a little bit more of not so black and white, um, but what are boundaries within a relationship, and why are they important? Coming from a female perspective, what are boundaries in a relationship, and why are they important? Aaron Graham, what do you 
Are we Ew. talking about like sexual boundaries? <laughs> all the above. I, I have written down here because I, I think there's multiple different kinds, right? Like there's physical, obvious physical boundaries in a relationship. There's emotional boundaries, yeah, spiritual sure. boundaries. I think there's a lot of things that um, in a, within a marriage, boundaries obviously are a lot different in multiple ways. But within it, when you're in a dating relationship, what sort of boundaries, maybe physical, emotional, spiritual, are important when you're dating? Yeah, I think the beauty of dating in our culture, and the Bible just was written in a different time where they didn't Mm. often date, but I think one of the beauties in our culture is that we can date. And so if we don't have boundaries, physical, emotional, sexual, it's not really dating. We're just playing marriage. Yeah. And one of the things that I love that I got to do is choose who I married. Yeah. Like, that was the beauty of dating. And Mm -hmm. so within that, like... As you're dating, you don't need to pretend like you're married. Yeah. Um, you don't need to like the Bible literally says that when you're married, you're viewed as one flesh. When you're married, you're yeah. viewed as one flesh. Yeah. So before you are married, there has to be boundaries. Right. So if we're just starting at like um like emotional boundaries, mm-hmm. that person does not need to be like your source of all like emotional worth. Yeah. And I know as women, sometimes like we feel like the lie is that we get our all of our like emotional cups filled up by our boyfriend. But yeah. it was just not meant to be that way. Yeah. And you need to have like a, a boundary with you have like worth and value and all of that on your own. Right. And apart from. apart from him and mm-hmm. that that there's like there's a boundary. Yeah. And so that no matter his emotions or even your emotions for that matter, like they can flux. But like yeah. your worth, your value, your like emotional health, your emotional IQ. Right. Can stay the same. Right. In a relationship, not in a relationship, in a good relationship, in a toxic really like right. your worth, your value is the same. And sometimes I think we can so easily pull emotion from other people to try and, like, fill our cup. Right. And I think we need to set that boundary that, like, hey, they don't always have to fulfill that for you. Right, right. Because I think physical boundaries maybe within the church are often very, like, explicitly set, right? Like, you're like, hey— don't cross these lines. Make sure you're setting in boundaries for yourself physically. Like those are talked about. I think one thing that maybe is harder um, for maybe females more specifically because we're sometimes like viewed as more emotional. I mean, my husband is very emotional, but <laughs> we both married very sensitive. Connor's <laughs> definitely the emotional one. <laughs> but I think sometimes that those emotional boundaries, because they're not as explicitly defined, are sometimes easier to cross. For sure. Within a dating relationship, right? Where you are more maybe without knowing, setting yourself up for some hurt in a way because you aren't like guarding your emotions and your your heart a little bit. That classic phrase of like guarding your heart, you know? And what's actually, I'm glad that you brought that up because I feel like it's so cliche yeah. to be like, guard, guard your heart, whatever. Yeah. It's interesting because a lot of times when girls are talking about it, they're like, he's just not guarding my heart. Ooh, but that's not what the not scripture says. Yeah. The scripture says guard your heart. That's so good. And so when we're talking about emotions, 
you if you don't know if you're gonna like marry him, that's okay. Guard your heart. Yeah. You don't need to give him at everything. He's not yours. Uh huh. Or you're not his yet. Right. And so he doesn't have, and I love the way you said it, and I think you were talking about in terms of like sexual intimacy, but I think it applies uh-huh. to a lot. Like a boyfriend shouldn't have husband privileges. And yeah. that that's also to your heart. That's so good. And it's not his job to guard your heart. Right. It's your job yes. to guard your heart as a person. And yeah. and that's physically, sexually, emotional. It's your it's your job to keep that in check. Yeah. That's so good. I love that. That's a good reminder. Cause I think there are because t- when that relationship ends, or if it ends, and you have given yourself away, given parts of your heart emotionally, like you said, you're like your worth is. And then when that goes away, you're like, oh, my gosh, like, mm-hmm. what am I going to do? But it's because maybe you didn't have the emotional boundaries that mm-hmm. should be there. Whereas in versus in a, in a marriage, you're completely safe mm-hmm. to share every side mm-hmm. of your emotions. And that there's that's what that was sort of meant for. And I think. This can sometimes pop up, too, in spiritual boundaries. I think I hear a lot about, like, couples who, before marriage, and maybe you can speak to this a little bit more with you and Connor, about, like, wrapping your whole spirituality up in your relationship of, like, oh, well, we went to church together every Thursday, and we did everything together. We did all our quiet times together. All of our prayer time was together where there's no, like— spiritual boundaries there's no separation of like your spiritual relationship outside of that outside of your dating relationship and so when that goes away Mm -hmm. you sort of gave some of that spiritual um relationship into that relationship that wasn't meant to carry it is that making sense kind of like you're like maybe you stop going to that church because it's like oh i went to church with yeah. my boyfriend and now we're not together and so yeah. I don't go. Here's what I'll say about that because obviously if you want to follow Jesus, he should be the important thing in your life. You should be involved in a local church. You should be giving, you should be serving all of those things. Yeah. And if you're interested in somebody, like we said, you we hope that you're on the same page, equally yoked in all of those things. But don't let that be exclusive. Like, right. Maybe you have another friend. Maybe you have a small group where you can yeah. engage spiritually. We're called to live in community. And um, one of the biggest red flags that I see with Christian couples is they do not have supportive community around them. And they're yeah. just doing it themselves. themselves. Mm-hmm. And um, that can be really dangerous. And so yeah. by all means, if you're praying through, like, should I marry this person? Pray with them. I'm not saying that's yeah. a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. make sure you have other people that you're yeah. also seeking godly counsel from, also praying with mm-hmm. um, on both sides of it. We we were even as a married couple, it's not just like Connor and I against the world. Like yeah. we have counsel in our life. Right. We have friendship in our life that are also um pursuing Christ alongside of us. Yeah. So that so it's good. not just like an exclusive, this is me, my boyfriend, and God yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. Cause it your individual relationship with the Lord should be able to exist outside of you and your partner's relationship mm-hmm. with the Lord, right? Like, and every couple's different. I'm not saying like, don't ever do quiet times with your boyfriend. <laughs> but I think like even in married, like Jake and I yeah, aren't waking so. up every morning, like reading our Bibles together. Like that's very much like our own time, you know? So it's not, um, 
we don't necessarily try to morph those all the time. We definitely pray together and we definitely like, I mean, we work at a church together, so <laughs> they're kind of for our spirituality is um, brought together in a lot of ways. But even like making sure that those boundaries of like your relationship with the Lord is personal and stays like your relationship mm-hmm. with the Lord, you know, and then you have other people outside of your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your husband, mm-hmm. wise counsel who you can bring things to and weigh things with so that is so good okay this is kind of going on that same topic um something we get asked often is maybe sort of how soon or maybe at what point you should share something about your life your past your testimony within dating so like when should you have that conversation this sort of goes along with like spiritual and emotional boundaries but like when should that sort of conversation about like life, past testimony, maybe come up within a dating relationship? Yeah, this is a good question because you want to walk, you want to be honest with people and yeah. you would want to walk into marriage knowing what you're getting into. Right. But so often I feel like we like skip and Connor and I did this really wrong and I hope people <laughs> learn from it. We got really serious initially mm-hmm. and like it was super intense and not in a necessarily a bad way but we just like shared a lot and then felt like we almost needed to back up and be like yeah well wait do we even have fun together (laughs) (laughs) and so first of all just like pressure off like if you're dating somebody let it be fun for a while you don't have to just like rush into like okay now here's here's my litany of like (laughs) sin and struggle and um I think there's a place and a time for that and I think once you establish that this person is a safe place I think that's so important, and yeah. that goes in friendships, too. Like, yeah. when you just meet someone, they don't need to know every single thing about right. you all the time. You need to establish that this person is a safe space for you. Right. Um, and so I'm not saying never jump into, like, so, for example, for me, I had, like, um, I didn't save sex till marriage, and I had mm-hmm. some, like, sexual baggage, and... I think I maybe shared that too soon. And then we were like, what do we do with all this? Right. And so if I could just give advice, date a little bit and establish if that person is a safe space. If you right. guys are actually getting more serious, you don't need to go out for tacos on Tuesday and just <laughs> go through your whole Unpack, life from yeah. kindergarten to <laughs> current. You right. know what I mean? Um, and so, and that's that's true for friendship. Too. Yeah. Um, I do think there is a time and a place to do it, and I do think that um, there's healing in it. Yeah. I think as women so often um, we're afraid to maybe be vulnerable and share mm-hmm. what we've been, what we've experienced, whether that's um, decisions that we've made or choices that have been, like, forced upon us. Yeah. Um, sometimes, especially around sexual stuff, there's, like, yeah. shame in it. Yeah. Um, and so – Scripture talks about how there's, like, healing when we confess and when we have freedom in it. But I don't think that's, like, hey, night one, so what's your favorite (laughs) color and what's everything you've done or what's everything you've experienced. Yes, that's that's such a great point. And not – and balancing statement, you shouldn't try – and it should be had maybe before. You shouldn't, like, lie. For sure. And be, like – and try and trap someone into a marriage, right? (laughs) That would be the other extreme, right? Um. But it, I think it is important, too, because it's like you want to make sure that that person is a safe space mm-hmm. 
for you um, and that you weren't maybe giving parts of because that that that's your story. Right. Like that's your your testimony with the Lord. And that that's like a part of you. And so you want to make sure that you guard that really well. And you make sure that like this you've established this person is a safe space. And maybe it is something that like is leading to marriage. And so if you see that and you're like, hey, there's a potential that like I might marry this person, Mm -hmm. that I might spend the rest of my life with this person. They they probably deserve to know some things and you deserve to know the same from the opposite but making sure yeah you save that until maybe it is it feels like it's going yeah it's going somewhere you shouldn't need to like first date be like (laughs) just unpacking all your dirty laundry I know I also feel like that's like gonna scare guys off because honestly I said I did that and Connor was like whoa (laughs) not in a bad way but just like can we just hang out for a second yeah what if a guy did that to you you'd be like oh okay well just like right away was like here's all the things I struggle with and my whole history, that would that would be hard. And you want to make sure, too. One thing I'll say is that your spouse gets the honor of knowing you um, the closest out of anybody other than the Lord. And you want to make sure that your spouse has the ability to know you that way. Like, I, it would... I think it would hurt me a lot if I knew that there was someone out there that maybe knew my husband better than than For I sure. did, right? Because the point of a marriage is to like em- exemplify the love of Christ in his church, which is like being fully known and also fully loved within the safety and security of like the bounds and the intention of what marriage is supposed to be. So yeah, all that to say, like make sure, <laughs> maybe wait until you're sure that like it's going Get somewhere. Get past Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Get past then... Taco Tuesday. Get past the first chili cheese dog date <laughs> before you start unleashing everything. And I think something you said too that was just so good is that I think being a woman within the church, there are just maybe more stigma mm-hmm. surrounding like um, females when it comes to like sexual history and mm-hmm. just maybe mistakes surrounding um intimacy that they've made that there's almost more um pressure or like sort of stigma surrounding girls to be like more shame I think is what you said yeah yeah I'd love to talk about that I uh part of my story is struggling with sexual sin for a large portion of my life and I found so much freedom in confession, mm-hmm. um, actually first in my small group. Wow. And I think there is so much power in circles of women sharing their story. And the enemy loves to take what's in the dark and keep it there. Yeah. Um, but Jesus loves to bring things to light. And so when we talk about like confession, you don't always, it doesn't always need to happen. And I don't think always it's great just in like the female male relationship, like yeah. girlfriend, boyfriend. Um, I found so many healing moments with other women being able to yeah. open up, have confession with a group of girls that I feel like are going to pray for me, hold me accountable. Yeah, And so there is this weird stigma where I feel like it's so guys can easily be like, hey, yeah, I, like, struggle with porn and, like, yeah, 
I've heard so, and I'm so glad that we're talking about this now, but yes. so often it feels like men talking about it. And I yeah. want freedom for them. Yes. But I also deeply desire freedom from shame surrounding sexual sin. And that might be like, in my case, it was sin that I inflicted on my own uh-huh. for other people. Um, for a lot of people, maybe something happened to you. And um, you didn't have control over it, and you've been walking in shame. Um, there, there's like no shame or condemnation for those that are in Christ. And yeah. So I think there is a power that women possess to band together, push back the enemy in the name of Jesus, and say, yeah. "No, we're going to actually talk about this." Yes. Because when we don't talk about it, it stays in the dark. But when right. we do, we can push back against it. We can have practical tools to like fight against it we can have community accountability all that stuff and so um shortly after I became a Christian I was like wow I feel like I need to start talking about this like I I want freedom from it and I found a group of girls that I was vulnerable with and opened up and said I've been doing this large portion large part of my life and I don't want to anymore yeah and it was so healing because Mm -hmm. a I heard so many other girls be like, me too, me too, me too. And um, if anything, like give other people the opportunity for freedom. Yeah. Um, And we don't need to have a stigma around it. Like we're humans. We're designed for sex. We're designed for Uh like desires. We're designed for that within the context of marriage. And whenever it lives outside of that, there's pain. Yeah. And there's sorrow and there's mm-hmm. struggle. And um, I think the value in talking about it with women is to say, no, we're actually not going to stand for this anymore. Yeah. And we're not going to keep it in the dark. Right. Um, because what I care more than about, I care more about freedom for myself yeah. and other people than I do about perception. Right. And because that's um, a big part of it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be, you know, you don't want to have to say that. But when you do, you can start working towards healing. Yeah. Um, And so if you're a girl and you're listening to this and you've been addicted to porn Mm -hmm. or masturbation Mm -hmm. or you're having sexual intimacy outside of the context of marriage, Mm -hmm. just know that there is no shame in it. There is hope for freedom. Yeah. And once we start talking about it, we can start fighting it. Right. And we need women to rise up that want to honor Christ with our bodies, with our minds, with our lives. Uh-huh. And I'm like, let's freaking do it. Let's, yeah. let's start talking about it right. so we can have freedom. Yeah, for sure. And like, pros- like prosperity, like yeah. thriving. Women who are like thriving in freedom, right? Because like. The Bible talks about confession and says, like, within confession, like, without confession, when we conceal that sin, like, we can't prosper. Mm -hmm. But, like, when we confess our sins to one another, that's actually where we find mercy. That's where we find freedom. Like, because it's available for you. Mm -hmm. It's readily available for you. But Scripture talks about, like, without confession, sometimes, yeah, it's it's hard to receive it, right? Mm -hmm. You can't prosper because you're, like, holding on to that. You can't do it on your own. Yeah. That's so good. And there is. I think there is. There's, like, this pressure to be to be perfect to like have the perception of holiness Mm -hmm. and like you know (laughs) yeah just that you have it all together and as girls we don't we have this weird thing of like 
I don't want to be seen as dirty, but if we truly, truly believe the gospel of Jesus Christ, then you can say, no, I am clothed in righteousness. Yes. Jesus has paid for everything I've ever done or everything that has been done to me. And so because of that, I will not live in the dark because if, if this is really true, then I'm going to bank my life on it and I Mm want to live in freedom and I want to live in honesty and vulnerability and, um, yeah, I'm like, if if the gospel is as good as it says it is, we yeah. don't need to be. Right. It doesn't need to be kept in the dark. Yeah, male or female. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's so good. That's so good. There is just so much freedom available um, for, for everyone in Christ Jesus. But I think surrounding this topic and this idea and the stigma surrounding just female sexuality, female sexual sin, there there's so much more freedom that we can tap into when we band together and with one another and support each other and push each other along in um along the path of righteousness so that's so good Erin thank you for talking with us today yeah it's fun I like it (laughs) you brought a lot of great conversation forward I'm thankful for it um things that just don't get talked about I think a lot from the female perspective so Thank you. I think it's great. Would you want to pray for us as we wrap up? Pray for those listening. Um, Yeah, I'd love to. I love that. Um, God, thank you for every listener under the sound of my voice. God, thank you that um, we get to dialogue about how to do relationships and how to do them your way. And so, God, that is our biggest heart and biggest prayer. God, I, I pray that we would be a people that would submit our lives to your word, that we would submit our relationships to your word, God, that we don't just want to follow you in word, but we want to follow you in deed. And so, God, I pray um, that you would bring wisdom. Uh, Mm -hmm. Maybe some people are making decisions. I pray that you would bring wisdom. I pray that you would bring clarity. I pray that you'd bring grace and truth in Jesus' name. And um, yeah, I think, thank you for all my girls out there. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the ladies. Well, guys, we love you. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, if you have any questions, uh, you want to talk to Aaron or maybe I. Erin, um, where can they reach you? Where are you on the socials? <laughs> She's like, I have to I give out my Instagram. I am racking up you guys. I don't know anything about Instagram, but I do have one. I'm pretty sure it's my name, Aaron Just Grimm. at Aaron Grimm. Okay, that's 92. Aaron Grimm was taken. So, oh, yeah. so we got the birth year on that. What do people say? DM. You can DM me on Instagram. <laughs> I'll respond. I love spot. it. I know I'm like, I'm going to make her. We usually have people like, where can they find you? I knew you, you were going to laugh at. You can find me on the, on, the inch, on one of them. Interweb. The interweb. The world wide web. The social medias. Me. That is where you can find her. Um but as always, um, if you want to keep up with all things Young Adults podcast, um, want to just ask questions or find updates about events, podcasts, things that we got going on as YA, you can find us at, at RedRocksYA on Instagram or RedRocksYA.com to keep up with the latest and greatest of what we're doing here. Uh, we love you guys. We hope you have a great rest of your week. Peace out.